Amen. Friends, I invite you to remain standing as you are able in body or spirit as we share in God's holy word today, which comes to us from Paul's letter to the Galatians. Let us receive these words for us this day. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For you reap whatever you sow. If you sow to your own flesh, you will reap corruption from the flesh. But if you sow to the spirit, you will reap eternal life from the spirit. So let us not grow weary in doing what is right. For we will reap at harvest time if we do not give up. So then what, whenever we have an opportunity, let us work for the good of all. And especially for those of the family of faith. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Please be seated. I want to echo Reverend Curry's word of welcome. Um, my name is Kathleen McMurray. I am one of the pastors on staff here. And um, most weeks, it is my joy and my privilege to be worshiping in this faith community here in Wesley Hall. Um, and I'm so thankful for you today, whether you are uh, sitting in a chair in this physical space or whether you are worshiping with us online. Uh, thanks for being here. Thank you uh, for choosing to worship with Pulaski Heights, and it is my hope and my prayer um, that today you may find something, uh, whether it is in the music, in prayer, in just being in a room with people, um, or whether it is something from uh, the word this day that can offer you hope, healing, care. There's a lot going on in the world right now. There's a lot. Um, and we bring all of that with us into worship. Um, but there is something powerful that happens when we turn to God in the midst of all that's going on. Um, there's something that the Holy Spirit can do in us and through us and amongst us. And so with that expectation for God to have a word for us today, let's turn to God in prayer. God, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O oh Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. You reap what you sow. What goes around comes around. Or karma will get you. All of those sayings or phrases that we may be used to hearing basically mean the same thing. That if we do good things, then good things will happen to us. If we do bad things, then bad things will happen to us. And oftentimes, the Christian church has professed and proclaimed that exact same thing. That if we do good, we will be showered with blessings by God. If we do bad, or if our faith is not good enough, or our prayers are not strong enough, we will receive punishment from God. And yet, Scripture pushes back on that a little bit. Despite Paul's letters to the Galatians that we read for today, that does contain the phrase, you reap what you sow, we find other instances in scripture where 
it's not exactly what is said. We hear in scripture proclamations from prophets and poets that rains and troubles fall on the just and the unjust. We hear the story of Job, who was the righteous, the most righteous of righteous men, and suffering and struggle befell him. We hear the story of Jesus, the Son of God, God very self, sinless, perfect, who went through suffering and death. We hear about the persecution of the apostles, those who were trying to spread the good news of God to the world, and they endure suffering and struggle. Clearly, this is not a transactional mathematical equation of blessings and bedevilment when it comes to our fates in the world. And yet, Paul is sharing in this letter, you reap what you sow. What is he saying there then? Well, as Paul writes in his letter to the Galatians, he is writing to a new church body. This church body that's trying to figure out what it means to be a people of God. What it means to be people of Jesus. There are a number of these Jesus people, these people of the way, as they were called in early Christianity, who come from the Jewish background, the faith of Jesus himself, and who have in their faith, as part of their faith, laws that they are to live into. Some of those laws are exterior signs, exterior signs that they are God's people, like circumcision. And there becomes a huge debate over whether the Gentiles, the other folks that are becoming part of this new church, these followers of Jesus, these people of the way, if they need to adhere to those same laws, those same exterior acts that claim them and name them and identify them as God's people, as others have done before them. And what Paul tells the Galatians is that they are focused way too much on these acts. These acts that they believe earn them favor with God or identify them as those blessed by God. And he says, no, no, no. Don't sow that which is in the flesh. Don't put all your faith on the things, those physical things that identify us. There's, there's nothing you can do to earn God's grace after all. You reap what you sow, but that's not necessarily going to happen here. The harvest that Paul talks about is what happens after this life. In the meantime, we don't focus on trying to earn our way into God's grace through physical acts of piety. We don't try to identify ourselves as blessed or holy people of God in exterior 
or pronunciations of piety. But instead, we seek to identify ourselves as people of God, as followers of Jesus, by doing good. Not in order to gain something, though at the harvest there will be a reward, there will be fulfillment of God's promise. But it isn't as if our acting and doing good for God is so that we can gain something here and now. It isn't so that we can earn God's grace or God's favor. But we do good. We look for opportunities of blessing because we, as God's people, have that as part of our DNA. Abraham was the father of the people of God. And as God pulled Abraham and made a promise to him that his legacy would be bountiful, that his children and their children and all the generations that followed would be claimed and named and loved and graced by God as God's people, God said, I will bless you so that you can be a blessing. Part of the very DNA of the people of God is that they are to be a blessing to others. We exist to receive the grace of God, but to also share that grace of God with those around us. Being God's people isn't about being favored or blessed for some privileged identification. Being God's people is about being part of God's work in bringing goodness and transformation to all we encounter. When I was in seminary, I had the amazing opportunity to live in Thailand for nine months. It was eye-opening to get to be a part of traditions and rituals that identified the people of Thailand and that showed how they could live out their Christian faith in different ways than myself and my community sometimes do here. Around New Year's, part of their ritual and tradition is going to the houses of all of their neighbors and offering blessings. I was a little bit confused as to what this meant, but my host family took me along as we traveled from house to house to house. And we sat down with our neighbors and we prayed with them. We visited with them. We offered food. We asked how we could care. And in return, the neighbors would visit our house and do the same thing. This way of beginning the new year was setting the people on a trajectory to where they knew that a priority in their lives was to be a blessing to their neighbors, was to be able to offer care and prayer, comfort, and hope. 
But we don't need opportunities of blessing just once a year. Our opportunities for blessing abound all around us. Opportunities to do good and to make a difference. They don't have to take place in any particular location or among any particular group of people. No, opportunities for blessing come everywhere. In the line at the grocery store, in the DMV, in the lunch cafeteria, or the carpool line. Wherever we go, we encounter people with stories, with struggles, with hopes and dreams and difficulties and joys. And each and every encounter that we have is an opportunity to share goodness. And that is what Paul encourages people to do. Whenever we have an opportunity, let us work for the good of all. Let us work for the good of all. And we never know. We never know what ripple effects the goodness that we share can have to the people that we encounter every day. There was a commercial that came out about 10 years ago. I think it was from an insurance company. And it was a commercial that showed this ripple effect that acts of kindness can have. The commercial began as a pizza delivery man holding up a big stack of pizzas was getting ready to walk out into a crosswalk. He couldn't see the cars that were coming, and so a woman holds her hand out to stop him from stepping into oncoming traffic. There's a man that's sitting in a cafe close by who witnesses this generous act of goodness. And the next scene has that man helping a woman with a stroller come off of a bus. Then a gentleman sitting at the bus stop who sees that act of kindness goes to work in a hectic kitchen at a high traffic time for the restaurant, and he helps a fellow worker get things down off of the top shelf. A woman who is working in the kitchen as well witnesses that act of kindness and goes home helping to kick a basketball back to some boys as their beloved ball is about to run into the streets. A passerby in the car who sees that act of kindness then goes on to help an elderly gentleman get a suitcase off of the conveyor belt at the airport that's too heavy to lift. Act upon act of goodness has a ripple effect that spreads. Goodness spreads. And it's not because we are so good, it is because God is so good. And because every opportunity that we have for doing good enables us to participate in the abundant goodness of God. If you're like me, these past few weeks have been really heavy. As we look around the world, the violence, 
in the Middle East, at the continued war in Ukraine, the heartbreak and death in Maine. If you've been here the last couple of Sundays, you've also seen that we have a huge list of those who have lost loved ones right here in our own church. It's a lot to hold, and it's a lot to carry. And sometimes it can feel as if we are helpless to do anything or make any kind of difference. But we never know what our opportunities for good can do. Because we are participating in goodness that is greater than us. When we look for those opportunities for blessing, for goodness, we become part of God's work. God's work that multiplies our actions, as inadequate and small as they may be, multiplies them for greater transformation that we know might be possible. I heard a podcast a couple of years ago. It was an interview with a woman named Nikosi Mabaso, who was being interviewed by author and speaker Glennon Doyle. Nkosi Mabaso was raised in the township of Tokosa in Johannesburg, South Africa. She was born to a family that was broken. Her father was abusive, and so her mother left her father and raised her children on her own. Nkosi was very smart. And even though their family struggled financially, even though they struggled sometimes to get to school, she felt like it was important. Her mother made every effort to make it possible for her to succeed. As did a teacher at the school who recommended Nikosi as well as others to become applicants for Oprah's School for Girls there in South Africa. This was an incredible opportunity for these young women to be able to learn and grow in even greater ways, to step out of their circumstances and to have an opportunity to gain more knowledge and an opportunity to further themselves in the world. The parents frantically were submitting applications. There were all sorts of problems because of the lack of technology in that community of Tokoso. But the teacher kept encouraging the parents and they finally, very, at the very last minute, got the applications finished. And the teacher and the parents went to an internet cafe to try and fax them over to the administration of the school. But the fax machine at the internet cafe would not work. It was down. They didn't have any other means of getting these applications to the school. And the parents just offered a sigh. And they pulled together some coins, some money, and just thanked the teacher. They said, you know, it's not a lot, but we thank you for trying for our girls. 
go buy yourself a drink. (laughs) But the teacher didn't use the money for that. Instead, she used it to buy gasoline. And she got into a rickety car and drove miles and miles to deliver the applications by hand to the school administration. And Nikosa, as well as her other classmates, were able to pursue an education. Small acts of kindness, of persistent goodness, made that possible. And Nikosa then was able to go on to college and university in the United States, and she is now back in her homeland, working tirelessly to alleviate poverty and to offer hope and encouragement to others who are born into situations of abuse and struggle. We don't know what our acts of kindness can do when we are part of God's goodness, multiplying what we offer to bring transformation to the world around us. We all have opportunities each and every day to be blessings, opportunities for goodness, opportunities to ask what we can do for the world so that God's grace can ripple out and bring about transformation. And while we may not reap what we sow in a personal sense, if we sow seeds of goodness, God can reap a bountiful harvest of life and transformation that is greater than we believe possible. So friends, In the words of the Apostle Paul, let us not grow weary of doing what is right. Whenever we have an opportunity, let us work for the good of all. Because we never know. We never know how God can use what we have to offer to bring blessing and transformation to the world. Let's pray. Loving and gracious God, we give you thanks that your goodness is abundant. We give you thanks that when we offer our small acts of kindness, you can multiply them. Sowing those seeds to reap a bountiful harvest of good in the world. I pray, O God, that you will open our hearts and minds and souls this week to opportunities that we have to be a blessing, opportunities that we have to do your good so that in spite of the struggles in the world, we can discover hope, we can discover healing, and we can discover the goodness of your abundant grace. Amen.